here we have a scratchy sore throat is what we have but it also offers a lower register it's best that i use this voice to access optimus prime my throat hurts this is episode 45 mental dump number five we'll see how my voice holds up through this here we go I think a lot of my solo podcasts retain some similar information and similar similar subject matter as far as basic things like respect and communication. But as I've said in podcasts past, these are important things that play a big part in our everyday life, and I believe they matter a great deal. So forgive the redundancy if you feel it. I'm just beating on the same drum with a different stick. Respect and communication. This is a subject that comes up in almost every scenario when dealing with another person or persons. If you treat other people with the same kind of respect you expect from them, the chances of you upsetting, offending, or mistreating someone is highly reduced. Your intent is to treat them with respect, so you are starting with good and positive intentions from the beginning. If you're listening to this and thinking of a specific person or persons right now that you flat out do not respect and never even see yourself being able to respect, then I would suggest treating them as though you would if you did respect them. Just hear me out. I mean, you can still somewhat treat them like a stranger in your life without being disrespectful. You don't have to actively disrespect them or treat them less than you would any other person that you know. I'd say this could be similar to helping out a person in need, whether it be a donation online, a bottle of water to someone walking down the road, some food for a homeless person, or whatever. They are just as human as you are. Let's just say you have an ex who happens to be a co-parent to a child, and you want nothing to do with them and have little to no respect for them. Regardless of what your ex has done, perhaps the panhandler on the side of the road that you just gave some water and maybe five bucks to has done way worse things in life than your ex. But you simply do not know about those things and kind of don't really care because right now you see them standing in 100 degree heat with dirty clothes and no water and you feel some kind of way about it. You still might think, I wouldn't give two shits about my ex if they were out there in that same situation. And while that can be understandable, it doesn't make you any better than them. And I'm almost certain that it won't bring any extra happiness to your life. Did I say extra? It won't bring any extra happiness to your life for more than the time that it takes to think that nasty thought. I think you will find in life that The more people you treat with genuine respect and earnest, the more respect and opportunities you will have in return. It may not be immediate, and it may not be as much as you want or feel you need or deserve, but it's surely to be better than what you would get by being careless or thoughtless towards others. I'm sure people experience this in pretty much every profession, but 
if you're in a situation where someone is waiting on you and you could be wasting someone else's time, you'd better believe that people will feel disrespected if the situation is not addressed accordingly. Musically, this almost always seems to be an issue. I've been on the guilty side of this before, but I'd like to think that I haven't been there in many, many years. At least not that I've been made aware of. I'm not going to call anyone out or anything, but at the time I was writing this, I was waiting on some videos for a song with a couple of other guys in order to finish editing everything together and to actually release a song. A song of which I recorded vocals for over 10 months ago. It wasn't anything that we planned to seriously release at the beginning anyway, but eventually there was an interest for such. So then it was a matter of finding a drummer that wanted to jump in on the recording. There were two or three guys that seemed excited to participate. Then they all kind of went silent for what seems like several weeks and just had an excuse once asked how things were going. Shit happens. I'm fully aware. We also have tendencies to stretch ourselves too thin. I certainly do. But all it takes to alleviate any hard feelings or misunderstandings in this situation is a little communication. That would seem pretty obvious if you have the ability to understand that other people are waiting on you to shit or get off the pot. Communication, of course, goes both ways. For instance, perhaps someone asks me if I want to contribute something to a cover song, and I agree. Well, let's say this conversation continues on to other things, and we don't really talk about the song again in days to come, and at some point, I either forget about the song or I start learning stuff. Either way, in the situation, we'll say this person hasn't actually let me know whether or not they've started anything with the cover or if I'm expected to start it or what the plan actually is. The other person could be thinking two weeks later, damn, Rusty said he was going to play this song with me, but I haven't heard anything about it again. What a flake. I guess he's not going to do it. All the while, I'm thinking... I wonder if they've started that cover. There are obviously a few problems here. One of which is the other person kind of letting their mind run wild and creating scenarios that lead them to make a completely accusatory judgment and assessment of something they do not know for sure. The other problem that relates more to respect and communication is that the person asking me to participate in this song initially just needs to ask if I'm still interested or if I've started anything or whatever they're thinking at the moment in regards to the cover. And, respectfully, I should do the same. Anyway, back to the video thing. So I'm waiting on videos from a couple of guys so we can release the song. And it'll still take me a bit of time to actually edit all the videos together before releasing anything. And I have another project that I'm working on that's kind of in the same boat, waiting for one little thing in order to get the whole rest of everything finished. Typically, I'll reach out because I'm trying to get things scratched off my to-do list. And if I don't get a sense of urgency back or someone just kind of leaves me on red or something, seen, red, whatever... I kind of make a decision that it, it's not really my problem anymore and it's now not my priority. I constantly deal with this kind of stuff in construction as well. The job site I'm on right now is currently about six weeks behind because of rain and also because 
several days that were lost due to other contractors dragging their feet and not really communicating their schedule or manpower or all that kind of crap. And as usual, we got the hefty push in enforcing longer hours, seven days a week, in order to make up for Mother Nature and the lack of preparation from other trades. I heard a really good quote the other day on Tim Ferriss's podcast of which I don't know the origin of the quote, and I think it's possibly altered or just evolved over time. But basically it goes, your lack of preparation does not constitute my emergency. And I think the same could be said about one's lack of dedication or motivation or consistency or interest or priority, none of which constitutes my emergency. I feel like people just don't really consider the weight resting on other people's shoulders to make up for lost time when someone else procrastinated or just didn't communicate issues or something. It's not surprising these days to make a plan and have it completely foiled by a single person. There have been many times in the past where I had a very specific schedule and set of tasks to be done on a certain day. Usually this happens on the weekends. And the only way to achieve victory, to achieve the things that I want to achieve for that day, is to have each person have a specific task. Well, now I have to rearrange everything for everyone for the entire day, or perhaps pause my own plans for the day in order to step in for whoever called in. Respect others and their time. Time can be invaluable to people. Until we figure out how to access all time, just realize that. Time is very important. You do not get it back. At least not yet. Another very recent observation I wanted to add here was an interaction between a detailer and a buddy of mine who was having some work done to an instrument. He's been patiently waiting past the projected estimated completion date. He reached out politely to get a status update and was told that it was in progress, offered up a reasonable excuse, and said it would be shipping out the following week. Well, the following week comes, and my buddy reaches out again to see if it's still scheduled to come out this week. And the response was basically yes. The end of the week comes, and no communication. So he reaches out again to see about maybe a tracking number, see about getting some sort of response, but nothing. And reaches out again the next morning, then gets a response, saying that it will not be shipped today and I only ship things out on certain days, which those certain days of the week have now passed. So my buddy is now left with the assumption that it will now be shipping next week. And this puts it about a month behind schedule, which is not unheard of and is not necessarily the issue. The next week arrives and he reaches out again to the detailer asking if the instrument will be shipped this week. The detailer responds with, a sort of smart-ass comment about a tracking number not being given, therefore it has not been shipped. And then the detailer kind of continues to send messages about how busy they are and how great work isn't fast and fast work isn't great and blah, blah, blah. The conversation goes on and a comparison to another outstanding project gets brought into the picture and how long things take. And, you know, that's not the point. Once again, the point is communicating that you were too busy in the first place, communicating that you were behind, communicating that the estimated completion date was needing to be moved back. 
and now the estimated completion date is such and such. I honestly do not give a shit how great your work is if you don't communicate and you give people a guilt trip for asking for status updates and more communication, you are hurting yourself and your business. I don't care if you get 10 calls tomorrow. Maybe you could have gotten 25 calls if you weren't a dick. Another recent event was being asked to do some work for someone and being told I would be given plenty of notice before this work was to be done. Much time passed and the work was brought up much later with less than four days notice, maybe three, and then pricing was requested. I asked for more details, did not receive such details. Then I sort of left the ball in their court to let me know what they wanted to do exactly and I never heard back. I'm certain this happens to almost everyone constantly when dealing with other people, especially when you're dealing with someone for the first time. But it just continues to blow my mind how people can be so disconnected from reality that they don't understand how it makes them appear and how inconsiderate it seems. It doesn't take long to send a message or email or make a phone call or record an audio note to send someone. There isn't enough time in the day for many other things, but there is definitely enough time in the day to address open situations if you are, I don't know, walking 30 to 50 steps from one place to another with your phone in your pocket or in, even in your hand, or you're sitting down taking a shit or playing around on social media. There is time to communicate. The only acceptable excuse is that you completely forgot or that you simply do not give a shit. All you have to do is say so, though. Taking offense. Now first, don't be so offended all the time, especially from someone else's words that weren't even directed at you. When I see people take things so personally, like they were personally attacked and they're that offended, it looks so selfish to me. You are drawing so much attention to yourself. Look, I skinned my knee or someone else skinned your knee unintentionally. So you don't like them and you want them to maybe now lose their job or something. And to me, that's like walking outside and there's a cat walking in your front yard and you think, I don't want cats in my front yard. This bothers me. So you go kill the cat because that's basically what you're trying to do to people when you cancel them. You want their job to be taken from them. You don't give a shit if they're on the street because of this one thing that they said that you just didn't really like. So selfish. Stop doing that, please. Anyway, taking offense. I find some people's argument of priorities quite amusing when it comes to things like wishing someone a happy birthday or a happy anniversary or, you know, actually getting offended or upset when someone doesn't actually say the words to you. I personally do not know that I've been upset with anyone before for not wishing me a happy birthday. I feel like that's probably one of the most unimportant things to celebrate unless you're in your 90s or battling extreme illness or just celebrating the ability to still be alive. I would much rather focus on everyday dealings with people and overall respect for someone rather than worrying about or dwelling on things you can't control like birthdays. And this isn't an excuse for me to not say happy birthday to someone. I do all the time if I think about it. And remember birthdays, I do forget a lot, and I definitely feel a layer of guilt when I do forget. But I still can't imagine someone actually being that upset for not being praised for such a thing. 
I find it similar to celebrating Hallmark holidays like Valentine's Day, where it would mean much more if you were loving and caring to your partner or whoever as many days as possible instead of an abundance of love and care on one special day just because someone said to do so. Gaslighting. What's the deal with people throwing out controversial posts on Facebook or Twitter or wherever and combating every single comment that doesn't worship your position or opinion? Things like gender, race, women's rights, men's rights, political leanings, trans rights, etc. I saw something recently about women's rights in regards to something specific, and the post was taking a jab at men in a way. So a male commented something that seemed pretty neutral and positive, in my opinion, and still got told that they can't speak on women matters if they aren't a woman. Then several more comments were made and combated with the same, you have no power here, please leave, attitude. And that attitude was reinforced by others. It's like a really stupid game that the commenter didn't even know they were playing. They're commenting either in agreement or trying to understand something and they get hassled and ridiculed for having an opinion. I see other posts that try to get interaction by giving a certain reaction and that being somehow used to justify someone's character. Like, for instance, the acronym ACAB, whether you're for such a thing or against such a thing. You know, ACAB stands for All Cops Are Bastards, if you aren't aware. I believe I've briefly talked about that in a previous episode, but I will say right here and now that if you truly and honestly feel connected to such an idiotic blanket statement made towards the very organization that you would call if someone were breaking into your home right now trying to murder you, then just know that you believe in an idiotic blanket statement and it makes me question your logic. Anyway, while you may have a solid stance and solid reasoning for a stance, doesn't make it right and doesn't mean anyone who thinks differently or doesn't fall in line with your beliefs are wrong or anything other than a fellow human observing life from a different perspective. Life is full of nuance, not just black and white issues across the board. Spam calls. What is that stupid noise that happens when you get a lot of spam calls? Whether it's a recording, AI, or actual person, or obviously something, someone from a different country or something, it seems like most of the time I answer the phone, I hear a pause, and this weird whoop, whoop, it's something like that. Whoop, what is that? Do you know what that is? Does it mean anything? Is it traceable? I think spam calls are now the new ripping earbuds out of my ear kind of upset that I get. I know I've mentioned before that I get lots of delivery calls and stuff like that at work, so I can't necessarily just not answer my phone. But it seems like every time that I do and I'm busy or it's just not a good time to be on the phone, it's a spam call. And my level of anger just jumps immediately. It's like the equivalent of someone slapping me in the face and kicking my dog. These are things you do not do. And I just, I, I was thinking the other day, maybe engaging more. And if I actually get a person, go ahead and say, yes, I am totally interested in whatever bullshit you're selling. 
But just in case we get disconnected, I need a good number to contact you back because I want, I want to do this today. And hopefully I can get some information, you know, and we can just take them down because it is so annoying. Accusations and condemnation. I read a post the other day on social media from a band announcing that they are removing one of their members and followed it up with a sentence about not tolerating sexual abuse or transphobia. And since I don't personally know anyone in the band, I didn't think much other than, wow, I wonder what happened there. So as a curious person, I jump in the comment section to see what other people might be saying or thinking. I see lots of praise for the band making the right decision, and I see a ton of people berating others for asking what happened. Now, I completely understand the position that it simply isn't the business of fans or anyone else that doesn't know these people personally. But the amount of contempt and hatred spewed towards someone wanting to understand what happened is totally uncalled for just the same. The band didn't say they let this member go for anything specific. They left it a little vague, but offered a statement about no tolerance for physical, emotional, or sexual abuse or transphobia, which could lead an average person to assume one or all of those things had to do with the letting go of this member. Now, for anyone out there listening to this that knows about the situation and is having their blood pressure rise because you think I'm on the side of people wanting to know what happened and I think it's justified, first I have to say, calm down. Breathe. Just because you question something or seek more information does not automatically mean you are victim blaming or victim shaming or being inconsiderate knowingly. It likely means you are a curious person and you want to know the situation, so you aren't condemning someone just from hearsay. If you were kicked out of a band or whatever you're involved in or fired from your job and there was a social media release about it that wasn't accurate and you were dragged through the coals by countless people that don't know you or even know the situation, I have a hard time thinking you would be okay with that. I think you would be cheering on those who were hesitant to condemn you without more context. While the average person may just want gossip or to know which side they want to be on, there are surely people out there that are just curious as to what happened for the genuine sake of everyone's livelihood. There are several layers to consider in question, not just the default to, if you don't believe what I say, then you are victim shaming and therefore must be an abuser or transphobic. That kind of logic is dangerous extremely obtuse. One, are the allegations backed by evidence and verified true? If that's even possible, of course. Two, could the level of alleged wrongdoing be amplified or exaggerated in any way, whether it be because of a biased perspective or something that was simply misunderstood? Three, has the person admitted to these allegations or have they denied them? Four, has this person had issues like this in the past? that helps solidify the likelihood of authenticity of these accusations. I could probably say more about that, but I don't feel like I need to. I, I would hope you'd understand what I'm getting at here. While some think it's no business of those outside the band circle, there are likely many other musicians and music industry people that could benefit from knowing enough about the situation to know whether or not this person is worth doing business with in the future. And I'm not saying that in a way of shunning them from the industry, 
It's more of a personal choice for someone not to want to work with someone else for whatever reason. I'm not really on board for public condemnation and a militant movement to completely ruin someone's career or damage their well-being unless I know for a fact that they did something so atrocious that they aren't deserving of a second chance or normal life or whatever. To me, that cancel culture kind of mentality is like scolding a child for doing something wrong then while they're crying about it and thinking about what they did wrong, you're still yelling and scolding them all the way out the front door and into the street where you leave them to live the rest of their life. You think there's no sort of redemption possible. So you berate them into exile and return to your comfy home without a care in the world of what happens to them. As I alluded to a moment ago, if you made a terrible mistake in your life and were labeled a specific way for it and the world shut you out because of it, I think you'd find yourself being more agnostic to situations where something could be misconstrued or exaggerated. Now, back to this specific band situation. I don't know a single thing about it, and this now former member could be an absolute garbage human with garbage instincts and deserving of every negative word thrown against them. But if you can't understand where my hesitancy of absolute condemnation truly comes from, I would recommend taking a moment to think about a time in your own life where you were wrongly accused of something or misunderstood in a way that put you in a really tough spot. It doesn't feel good and it really makes you question the people that believed you did something so bad or so wrong when you didn't. Innocent before proven guilty or guilty before anything else because we must believe all self-proclaimed victims in every instance. I just don't see things that simply. And to those who champion themselves or others for quick condemnation. I have a really hard time understanding how your moral compass is calibrated and how you can feel so good or right about having a hand in ruining someone else's reputation and possibly more than that when you don't truly know the situation or anyone involved. After all that I've just said, if you still think I'm some sort of victim blamer, I don't think you actually listened to what I said. <laughs> or perhaps you're just incapable of critical thinking. Speaking of critical thinking, the COVID vaccines. The current hot topic is COVID vaccines and some places mandating vaccines for employees and mandating masks for businesses and all that stuff. Now, I see more and more people condemning people for not getting a vaccine without even asking what the reasoning is or allowing themselves to question someone else's choice. One thing I see fairly often on social media now is vaccinated individuals expressing their assumption that the unvaccinated person is just following anti-vax propaganda while seemingly oblivious to the thought of their own information about vaccine safety being propaganda all the same. It is unreal how arrogant people can be in regards to their position and beliefs in this space. It seems more and more obvious to me that there just isn't enough evidence or enough proof or enough unbiased information out there. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this much dissonance throughout society. While some people don't want to get the vaccine simply because they feel their rights are being infringed upon and others may have a more conspiratorial approach and others may have medical conditions that leave them susceptible to more harm than good and others who have already had COVID and have a more natural and long-lasting immunity and others who understand the complexity of viruses on a molecular level while also considering the evolution of viruses and vaccine efficacy Almost no conversation is allowed 
about any of those things with a vaccinated individual who seemingly only sees this situation through one filter and assumes anyone in opposition is either a moron or wildly misinformed. I can assure you that there are plenty of morons and plenty of misinformed individuals out there on both sides of this matter. As I just said a moment ago, we don't have, as a collective society, any single place or even couple of places that we can go to to get unbiased and bipartisan information that we can reliably count on and make life decisions by. Any website that comes to mind can surely be vetted and linked to some sort of financial bias or conflict of interest or can be caught in some sort of flip-floppery that doesn't always seem like it's due to new information being factored in, but more like there could be some sort of directive from behind the scenes or something else. That's obviously more of a conspiratorial approach, but still, look into a website that you personally feel is completely unbiased and dependable and do some research on their recommendations for the past two years regarding COVID and see if you can find some discrepancies or potential financial motives or if everything looks completely factual and totally realistic. And please let me know. I'm not saying that as though I've looked into every website and I'm just waiting for you to prove me wrong. I'm saying that I don't feel like there is a place that we can all go to for 100% reliable information that we can all trust regarding COVID and COVID vaccines or really anything. A place where there's lots of conversation about this is on Brett Weinstein and Heather Hyang's podcast, the Dark Horse podcast. There seems to be a bit of pushback for the Dark Horse podcast and for their position in all of this. Even Sam Harris recently released a podcast agreeing with his guest, uh, I forgot his name, Topol, uh, possibly Eric, about Brett and Heather being wrong or misleading and even dangerous all the while seemingly pulling info from sources that aren't correct or that Heather and Brett have proven to be incorrect. I wasn't intending to spend this much time here and talk about Brett and Heather, but since they have helped in the shaping of my thought processes here, I feel obligated to mention their ability to have difficult, nuanced conversations about the potentials around COVID, COVID vaccines, and many other things. They back up their sources well, they make corrections when proved incorrect, which I haven't seen a lot of, or at least regarding something serious. They've predicted quite a bit of things early on that have shown to be true. And I definitely want to mention that you will not be able to assess and understand their full position on anything regarding COVID by listening to just one episode or skimming through one or two episodes. I mean, they have released over 90 episodes at this point of this podcast and an overwhelming majority of those episodes have been around COVID. Having heard every single one, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of where they're coming from when they say something that may seem harsh or extreme to someone else who hasn't invested as much time into listening to these people's brains work in real time. They do these podcasts live. They are evolutionary biologists who observe and digest things through an evolutionary lens. Extreme long-term thought processing versus the near short-term. Sometimes it may be better to focus on short-term, but it doesn't mean long-term implications and concerns shouldn't be discussed or considered. I'm not a special viral biology vaccine science doctorologist or anything, but having heard many conversations and reading many articles about this kind of stuff and trying to keep my mind open to new info and new findings, I feel 
more confident, at least, in having an opinion. Although that opinion is hard to boil down to a simple answer when someone asks whether or not I plan to get the vaccine. I don't want to drag this on, but before recording this, I saw a reply to a comment about vaccine safety on Facebook or somewhere, and the reply was something like, laughing my ass off, stop following anti-vax propaganda, the vaccine is completely safe, stop being a whiny bitch. <sighs> okay. Obviously, the person could be a fucking child, for all I know, but when people so confidently throw out that the vaccine is safe, I can almost guarantee that they're saying that because it's just what they've heard on the news or from someone else. They don't know anybody that's been hurt by it. They don't know anything about vaccines. They don't know about the specific vaccine or how it truly works. They don't know about how the T cells bond, the spike protein, B cells make antibodies. And even if that's right, <laughs> but there, gosh, you can go so deep into that stuff. And if you try to go deep into it and you get lost, that should be a slap in the face that you don't know. You do not know something because you don't know the inner workings of it and you don't know the potentials of it. You just are going off of one fucking thing that is being thrown out there on whatever platform you listen to or watch. I don't think a lot of people know about just the, how the basic innate immune system functions. I can't precisely remember and describe how all of this stuff works even after consuming hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of podcasts and papers and such. So it makes me question other people's confidence about this stuff when talking about something being safe. If I'm purposely spending a shit ton of time listening to this kind of stuff and trying to understand something that could affect me and the rest of my life, and I can't remember <laughs> all of it, I mean, maybe that says something about my memory, but I just don't believe that every other person that is out there saying something is safe is doing the same amount of research, especially when I just see them say it's safe and don't follow it up with shit. It's just, don't be a whiny bitch. Uh, okay. Just seeing that kind of repetitive stance and comment like that gets under my skin. And, and it's usually people that follow it up with saying, please educate yourself, do your research. The vaccine is blah, blah, blah. All while either sharing an extremely biased article or statistics that don't have enough details, like how many people were actually involved in these statistics in order to obtain those percentages or not providing anything at all. Just telling someone to do their own research because, hey, I did my own. You go do yours. Just because someone said they did their research doesn't really mean shit because we've mostly all been to school and we've mostly all had to do some sort of research paper or something. And while some people failed and some people excelled, they all technically did their research. I posted on Facebook something that could be tied in here where I mentioned something about people sharing memes and talking down to people that think differently than them. And if you're only doing that, but you really truly are passionate about your position and you think other people don't know what they're talking about, instead of treating them like a coworker that you're just laughing at them because they're doing something wrong, or judging them because they're doing something wrong instead of helping them to learn what they're doing wrong or try to help them really in life by maybe telling them how to do something better or how to have more respect, whatever, whatever the case is. It's, it's similar to that. 
why make fun of other people constantly and just not try to educate them or try to get them to join your team? Because, I mean, that's part of the gripe, right? Is I wish we were all on the same page and we all knew how to move forward. But instead of trying to talk about it with your neighbor, you just judge them for what they believe and make fun of them. I mean, what good does that do? Sure, it can be funny and fun for a minute, but be serious. So to close the subject, when it comes to actually mandating this specific set of vaccines, I just want to say that I don't fully understand the why. You can still get COVID and you can still spread COVID. So what is the actual reason it is being mandated? Do you honestly think it's because the powers that be are that concerned about us not having it as bad? Because that's ultimately the result of everyone getting the vaccine. It just means we won't all get as bad of a case of COVID and we can actually still help it evolve and mutate, except now everyone will equally have the opportunity to deal with any long-term effects of the vaccine that we may not know about until years later, especially children. Older people don't have as much life to live, most likely, but if you try to give this I mean, I keep seeing the word experimental thrown around constantly. I mean, that's kind of what it is, experimental vaccines to children who have a long life left to live. I mean, it's, it's a gamble. It's not just, it's not a standard vaccine. It's not the standard stuff that we've been using for a long time and know a lot about. It is not the same. And while someone could say, you're just being too cautious, you're being too paranoid, you're listening to the wrong stuff. Well, I would love to see what you're listening to, and I would love to know how much you have thought about it and how much you consider dangerous things, dangerous potentials. I mean, what about lead and asbestos? It took a bit of time to understand the cause of certain issues and illnesses that actually stemmed from those two things. As I said a second ago, seeing things through an evolutionary lens is very important. This virus could knock off a few years of your life and leave you with specific ailments that could be caused by it, but there's no guarantee that the current vaccines that use the infamous spike protein won't do the same. That reminds me of another great conversation between Brett Weinstein, Robert Malone, and Stephen Kirsch. You can, I believe, currently only find that video on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E since it was removed from YouTube, and I think it was removed from Apple Podcasts as well. There's been controversy about Robert Malone because he considers himself the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. And I, I don't know the case there exactly. I think it's a matter of him coming up with the idea and it, like recommending it to people that were more in the field of applying it versus him. I don't know how that works. What, what all goes on there. That could be science politics for all I know, but regardless, that doesn't discredit him or his sources or where he gets his information from. It could all just be semantics. I'll provide a link for that conversation so you can check it out. I will say Steve is pretty annoying <laughs> with how he talks over everybody. I think Robert kind of butted in a couple of times, but Robert talks so much calmer and slower where Steve, I think was, I think he was kind of heated and passionate about what was going on, which I say respectfully so, but still it wasn't productive for the conversation. I wish he would have just kind of calmed down a little bit and let 
people finish their things they were saying. Anyway, another great and current piece of literature I would recommend is a paper by Brett and Heather, which I will also link in the description. And that is very current and offers really good explanations. And I recommend you take a look at it. Anyway, I am totally done with that and totally done with this. This felt good to get out and done. It's been a while since I've sat down and talked into this microphone. I've been a little too busy lately and haven't been feeling well this past week. And just trust that I don't plan to stop having conversations and releasing episodes, whether it's just me or me and the wife. No matter how dumb or serious or scary or funny these things may be. As always, thank you for listening, and thank you even more if you are listening with an open mind. I will never honestly claim to be absolutely right about something remotely serious unless I have indisputable evidence from indisputable sources and have exhausted all avenues to prove myself wrong. I would encourage you to do the same. Don't be afraid to be corrected or proven wrong about something. Corrections and new evidence push you closer to the truth. Until next time. Bonus round. I thought it would be funny to do an Optimus Prime reading of the Gettysburg Address. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men, all men, are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation, or any nation, so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But, in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here, have consecrated it, far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note, nor long remember, what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to the cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth.
I am Optimus Lincoln, and I send this message so that our pasts will always be remembered. For in those memories, we live on. Autobots, roll out! Rusty's Escape Pod Rusty's Escape Pod